0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 20 of the Island Sports Talk Podcast. Yep, my worst nightmare is here. Julio Jones is going to be a Tennessee Titan. We break that move down and how it impacts the landscape of the AFC South. We do our division predictions, our weekly predictions. NFC North on the table this week. How will it shape out? And to wrap it up, of course, as obligated when it comes to an NFL episode, We talk Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Yeah, Chris We got some more football and you know I'll we'll, we'll just go right off the bat. Let's do it. The nightmare um, happened that we talked about when we yeah. last spoke. Seemed like a foregone conclusion. And unfortunately it was just that Julio Jones is a Tennessee Titan. I'll let oh, you get I'll let you take the four first before I get into the, my morning of this move.
1: I was about to say this is a thousand percent your nightmare, Twam, not mine. I thought that this was going to happen all along. I uh, think that by far, this was the best match and the best fit for Julio Jones. This opens up a world of different possibilities offensively for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, You got Julio Jones alongside uh, A.J. Brown there. And then you got Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill throwing them the ball. They're going to confuse a lot of defenses this year because – not, you're not going to know if they're going to be running, if they're going to be throwing. You, it, just because you have two threats like that downfield, it's going to be very hard for any, either one of them to be double-covered. If one of them gets double-covered, then that leaves one of them open. It's just a complete nightmare matchup nightmare for any seat cornerback, any safety, any, se- any secondary they face this year. I think that... Is this enough to put them in the class of the Kansas City Chiefs? Nope, I don't think so. But it does make them a Super Bowl contender. It does make them a team that can get to that game again like we saw two years ago against the Kansas City Chiefs, an AFC championship game. And I think this raises their team a peg. And I I hate to say it, Tom, They are by far the class of the AFC South.
0: So – I think the biggest part of this move uh it co- covers their losses in my my opinion with uh mm. Jonu Smith and Corey Davis obviously far and away a better option than Corey Davis uh it definitely makes their offense better than it was last year for sure um but I I don't I don't buy it as a Super Bowl move for them I, like obviously this is their their intention they want to get to that Super Bowl but You know, to get to that level, you got to have at least some kind of stability on the other side of the ball. And their defense still leaves a lot, a lot to be desired. Uh, One of the worst in football last year. Um, I don't think it will hold them back to having a good season again because, I mean, they had that offense, they had that terrible defense last year and no Julio Jones. It still won the division. So I think it's still, they're still set up for a very good regular season. But that defense, I mean, it's certainly. It's certainly going to hurt them. I mean, there there are some pieces there that could potentially take leaps. It can't get much worse than it was last year. But I do think this makes them a better team for sure. Hard to, you know, be in a situation where Julio Jones isn't making your team better. Uh, their offense should be a top five unit. I mean, you have the best running back in football, the best wide receiver duo in football, a very solid offensive line when you you know, you get Taylor Luan back. Uh they are losing their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, which a lot of people believe is the hugest key to Ryan Tannehill's success. I mean, he's definitely important, definitely played a part, but I think it's getting very overrated, you know, mainly by Colts fans for what I'm seeing. Uh his departure. He might have a little impact, you know, you know, Tannehill will lose that familiarity. But for God's sakes, you have the again, you have the best wide receiver duo in football. You have the best running back in football. Any competent, sound offensive mind will find a way to make that work. And whether people want to admit it or not, Ryan Tannehill has been very good the last two years. I mean, this whole narrative that he's just going to drop it, it needs to stop. He's been very good the last two years. I get it. The playoff game, he didn't play all that well because they, you know, they were able to limit Derrick Henry, and then you know they put it, they pinned it on him to win the game. Didn't do it. You know why? Cuz they probably focused on solely getting AJ Brown as well, you know, in terms of their coverage. You no, know, they were able to slow down Derrick Henry. The Ravens were, but then when it comes coverage-wise, you know, you're paying the most attention to AJ Brown. You won't be able to do that. Let's say you take Derrick Henry out of the, the situation this year. Now, now what do you do when you still have to face Julio Jones and AJ Brown? The offense is still going to be rolling. I see no reason to believe otherwise. The defense is where my whole thing comes into that to them with this team. As, as a fan of a rival, I obviously hate to see a team upgrade the way they just did, adding one of the best, if not still the best, in football. Um, but I think the Colts still have a very obviously hinges on Carson Wentz. But if he's churning the way you know, I I'm talking him up to hopefully be churning. They'll still be right there with the Titans because, you know, maybe not on the offensive unit, especially wide receiver-wise. It's not close either, by the way. Uh, But overall, as a team, I mean, the Colts might still be a more well-rounded team. So as long as that defense for the Colts can be what we, you know, potentially think it could be, it's still going to be a very neck-and-neck race, in my opinion, for for this season. Yeah. and if you know any if Carson Wentz <laughs> could be what we all hope well not we all, you know, we all meaning Colts fans, we all hope he can be if he reaches that level again. It, it's gonna be down to the wire with, with with them too. Um but to like sit here and I've seen it from so many Colts fans, to sit there and not be worried or just completely discount this move completely is nonsense. I mean the team the defending division champion just added one of the best receivers in football Mm -hmm. to act like they're going to take, to act like they're going to get worse of a team is insane. I mean, this is a move. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, it is ludicrous. I mean, it's honestly borderline insane. Do I think the Colts is my opinion of the Colts winning the division changed by this move? It sways maybe a little, but I'm still, I'm still very confident. You know, if you were to break down position group by position group, the Colts will have, more pluses than the Titans. If you want to go, just you know RB one to RB one, the Titans win that ten times out of ten. But if you want to do the overall running back room, I mean, the Colts can 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 you know at least match Derrick Henry's production, you know, with their one two to three punch. I mean, other than maybe the Ravens or the Browns, what team has a better one to three than the Colts do in their right in their running backs? You got two thousand yard backs. And he minds Mines could do everything. So I hate I, the move. Mm-hmm. What's up?
1: I just think that it's – the Colts are a team that I could see going one or two directions. I don't think there's any sort of middle ground on them. I oh, think no. It's either, either going
0: to crash and burn or it's going to be it's very Or it's going
1: to be a, a, a hit. And I think they are going to hit to an extent. I just think that this puts the Titans on an even better level. You're going to have a Colts team that, if they do hit, they'll be I'm trying to think of the records now because they're confused. Well, they'll be like no, an eleven and seventeen 16. games. <laughs> they will be an eleven and sixteen. But the Titans have the capability to be one of those teams to go thirteen and four. They, it's just going to be an uphill battle for them to fight for that division. I just think that this move makes the Titans that much better. I really do because you really have as a defense going up against them quite a, an uphill battle to face against them. You have the sledgehammer with Derrick Henry, and then you got your two just dynamite options on the outside with A.J. Brown and now Julio Jones. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to benefit greatly from this. And I know you pointed out the loss of Arthur Smith. And yeah, that's going to hurt Ryan Tannehill, but I also think he's somebody that needed his game he needed confidence back in his game. He needed to show that he wasn't going to be a backup. He could be a starter again, and he could instead of being just any starter like he was with the Dolphins, an average starter, he could be a great starter in this league. And now that he has that confidence over the last two seasons instilled to him, instilled in him, I think he might not need Arthur Smith as much as he needed him early on. So, I, although he will be missed, it's not like they're going to get rid of his any sort of schematic. Any anything that you know they've done schematically in the past. In, in, in fact, they they might you know get a little bit more advanced here in this offense with the addition of Julio Jones. Almost called him Julio Jones. Julio <laughs> Jones. So I, I think that this move is just an excellent one for uh, the Titans, and you didn't have to give up much for him either. That's the one thing we got. to Yeah, point the biggest out thing
0: here. was them taking on the whole contract.
1: The contract, yes, but as we've seen. In the NFL, time and time again, you can get yourself out of a contract. You can get yourself out of these contracts. Yeah, the
0: salary so. cap is a myth. It is proven yeah. time and time again. Mm. and Even
1: through a pandemic, it's still – no, still absolutely. Re- pretty much, and, you know, it evens out, but it's going to rise even more next year.
0: Oh, my God, so. it's about to explode. And, you know, obviously a lot of teams, you know, Colts fans, I'll, I'll just, you know, go back to them. You, you see the package the Titans gave up for Julio Jones. Like, why couldn't we do that? Certainly makes you think. Uh, when it comes to the Colts, I don't think... There's you a know, couple
1: reasons a, why you couldn't do that, though. Yeah,
0: so the, I'm the not... Carson I,
1: Wentz trade, you know, yeah, that's, the second, there's a two there that could possibly be a one. Exactly. So the dude, second you, you did that Carson Wentz around. trade,
0: the second you did that Wentz trade and you lost those picks in that trade, your leverage was kind of shot. Yeah. I don't think the money for Julio Jones... Had anything to do with it, you know. People will bring up the fact. Oh, the Colts have a lot of contracts that are coming up. It's proven time and time again. You can do whatever you want with money. Mm. The Titans just restructured Tan Hill's contract to make this work. Carson Wentz has owed a lot of money. I know he hasn't played a snap for the Colts, but this is a guy who wants everything around him to be like you know. He wants to be in a comfortable atmosphere. He wants things to be easier for him. God, who who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, really. For God's sakes, who would not want to be in a situation that's easier? You mean to tell me if they, you know, went to Carson and told him, hey, we're actually going to add Julio Jones. Uh, Could you help us out by, you know, moving around some money to make this work? I think he would make it work. And the Colts have this kind of locker room where I think if you were to ask a few people to restructure contracts to make this kind of move work, they would. They've established that culture that these guys are about winning and, you know, they see it's. You know, the team is bigger than themselves. And I think I think you would not have a problem making that work. I know they have a few mm-hmm. massive extensions coming up. But, again, we saw the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is owed half a billion dollars, and they're still out here throwing out $80 million, con- $80 million contracts. So but, the salary cap is a myth.
1: This is what Chris, uh, Chris Ballard – you know, say, saves all that cap space for. You know what I mean? have yeah, To I'm reward saying, your own not studs, not for the Julio Jones smash. trade. I'm just saying it in general, they shouldn't have to worry about you know re-signing guys when they have, you know, quite annually, a ton of cap space to play around with. They always are yeah. a team that saves some cap space just in case. So yeah, and I think they they didn't get Julio Jones or at least didn't come close to it. More of uh, they're walking into the negotiation. With one arm tied, tied around their back already, they didn't yeah, have the resources as far as picks that the Tennessee Titans had, and part of that was a result—if not most of it—was a result of the Carson Wentz trade. Yeah, the second but you made, you rather made... have a, what could be a great quarterback than yes. a great wide wide receiver any day of the week. So, I 100% can't fault him on it.
0: Yeah, like exactly. I mean, you, you you traded those picks already, and then at that point if you try to make this trade for Julio, I mean, you still don't, it's a conditional second, which means you don't even have that second at your disposal regardless. Mm -hmm. You're not going to give up a first for Julio. And at that point, you know, you really want to give up your second and third round pick next year where that's where Chris Ballard, you know, that's where he earns his money. That's where he makes, Mm -hmm. you know, his very solid selections in those rounds. Uh, It's just tough. They didn't have the picks necessary to do it. You know, they wanted, you know, these upcoming seasons. They just didn't have it. On top of that, you know, his age certainly probably played a factor. They do have a lot of young guys on this roster. They want some guys to develop. I'm sure that had something to do with it. I, for one, don't love that. I think if you could add Julio Jones, sorry, young guy. You're going to have to watch one of the best wide receivers in, in quite some time play. But I think it really just came down to the picks, like you said. It is what it is. I do think they have very capable guys on the roster to step up, and we'll just see how it goes. If Carson Wentz hits, this move is a whole lot less daunting because if you have an elite quarterback, you, you're doing just fine. But that's uh my nightmare scenario came true. Julio Jones is a Titan. Uh, the objective side of me will enjoy watching them play offense because, I mean, that's going to be one of the best offenses in football. And... We'll see what happens, but we'll quickly get to Aaron Rodgers, of course, because as as we know, he dominates the show. But you know what? We won't do an Aaron Rodgers only thing. We'll we'll tie it in with our division predictions. So mm. we wrapped up the East last week with the the AFC East. So this week we'll start with the NFC North. So Chris, we have two. <laughs> we two have scenarios. Two, uh, two 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 uh, predictions each because they obviously – it's very important. We can't make these predictions and have them stick without a qualifier. And obviously, if Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers or if he leaves, completely, completely changes the scope of the NFC North.
1: It sways everything.
0: I mean, it changes everything. It changes everything because we both have him. We both have the Packers in first place mm-hmm. if he stays, as probably everyone would. So we'll start with you. If Aaron Rodgers stays, what is your outlook of the NFC North?
1: As we said, Packers will be first. I do, you know, I don't love Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, but I also think that Justin Fields is walking onto a roster. That could you know, greatly benefit him. And I think his quarterback play, if he hits, can benefit uh, Justin Fields and the Bears. So I have the Bears as two. I think that uh, Andy Dalton will not start a game. Justin Fields will be the week one starter. And this is going off that he has some sort of success. And that defense still plays at a championship level. I could see the Bears as number two. Vikings – They're my number three. I don't really see them, you know, making any sort of headway. They're going to probably be similar as they were last year, seven and nine or sorry, seven and ten, five and, uh, five and 12 type of team, six and 11 type team. I just, you know, Kirk cousins is quarterback quarterback play. Isn't going to be enough. And, uh, I just – I don't see much out of their roster. And last, we're going to be biting some kneecaps off. We're going to be losing the whole way through is the Detroit Lions. Okay, so had a little bit more of a technical difficulty there, but we weathered, as we always do, some storms. But I was rounding out my predictions for the NFC North with the Detroit Lions as we bite our – I I mentioned it earlier. Dan Campbell is going to be biting his kneecaps and – it's not going to look good for the Detroit Lions. I have them last.
0: Yeah, so, you know, as you can see on mine, I might be a little higher on those uh, those boys from Detroit. So if Aaron Rodgers stays, the Packers will win the division. I really don't even think that's up for debate. Uh, it, they will win the division if Aaron Rodgers is there. Got the Vikings in second. I just think they still have a very good roster. The Lions in third and the Bears in last, but that's not that's not the interesting one. The interesting one is if he leaves. I think the Vikings will win the division. I do think they have the best roster, and then aside from Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's probably close, honestly, between Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins as to who's the second-best quarterback in the division. Uh, I'll still give Kirk Cousins the slight edge, I guess. You know, they have – you know, we keep calling Julio and A.J. Brown the best wide receiver duo in football, which they are. Uh, But we do have to give some respect to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. They are a very formidable duo, so I definitely want to, you know, sing their praises in here. Uh, Easily the best duo in this division, so that will, you know, along with Kirk Cousins and one of the best running backs in football, uh, they'll they'll get to the division, in, in my opinion. If... Aaron Rodgers leaves the Green Bay Packers, so that would be Kirk Cousins' first division title as a Viking, which, you know, they paid him all this money to do, so that would bode well for them. I actually have the Lions in second if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Something about Dan Campbell I like, and you know what it's more likely than not that it will blow up completely, but you know what his sound bites make me crack up uh they actually have added they they're shaping up a roster here they're trying to like you know you know match Dan Campbell's moxie and get physical Panay will falling into their laps I mean that's gonna be huge yeah absolutely. that's gonna be that's gonna be massive so, you know get Gar- Jared golf some protection now unfortunately the weapons are not going to be what he had at his disposal in uh la i mean he's gonna have tyrell williams brashad perriman to throw to
1: no kenny galladay he left for the giants so no no galladay
0: no marvin jones i mean the running back room with deandre swift uh they were talking to todd Gurley. i mean they might be suited well to get todd Gurley just for the mere fact that you'll have that familiarity with Jared Goff. So maybe they'd be better suited to do that. I don't know. Um, but they're shaping up something there. And you know what? Maybe it'll work out. Again, this is if Aaron Rodgers leaves, I have them in second. If he stays I don't know. <laughs> second and third clearly aren't that much far off of each other, but it just sounds like a second place team sounds like a much better team
1: exactly
0: than a third place team, Mm -hmm. but you know, they, you know, they added, added a couple pieces on defense as well. Um, they're just trying to shape up this roster to match, you know, Dan Campbell's, you know, his press conferences his his physical electric press conferences. So Mm -hmm. maybe this will be the era for the lions to like head into a good direction because, you know, they've been horrible our entire lives. Uh, Bears in third if Aaron Rodgers leaves. I have them coming in last if he stays. Because this is all dependent on how Justin Fields adapts. I'm not even saying that he's gonna be bad. I think it could be one of those, you know, last place finishes where they go six and eleven, seven and ten. Um, where they have a because they do have a very good defense. I mean that defense is still incredible. And you know, they added Damien Williams and Marcus Marquise Goodwin um to the offense to potentially help Justin Fields. I mean Marquise Goodwin did not play last year, but if he's on the field, he's one of the he's up there in the top tier of, you know, speedsters at the wide receiver position. And Damian Williams, you know, he's had solid he's been solid for the Chiefs. Didn't play at all last year, but, you know, add him to a running back room that already has David Montgomery, you know, that would help. A little uh one two action. And they kept Allen Robinson which was massive, absolutely massive. And mm-hmm. you know, nothing else has moved on that front. So maybe he does want to stay now. Maybe he's bought in on Justin Fields. But Matt Nagy, I don't like. Uh, the only reason we can't call him the worst head coach in the division is because we don't know what we have in Dan Campbell yet. And, you know, he's just not – they don't know what they're they, – Chicago's just been completely going backwards after the after the double doink. It's just not been good. Um. I hope Justin Fields, for their sake, is very good. He's a, he's a guy I do think will be good in this league, but it'll take some time to adjust to the NFL, as we know and we we've, we've seen it. But again, to, to wrap up this whole NFC North thing, this these predictions obviously it, it's all dependent on one man. I mean, he controls this division. It, it does. It, no two ways to say it. It would be the Brady effect of last year. You know, we make – if we were to predict the last season's AFC East predictions, we'd be doing the same thing. You know, it's all infringing, dependent upon where that quarterback goes. Be the absolutely. same thing same thing in the AFC West too. Wherever that co- dominant quarterback goes is, is what we're doing. I mean, it, it, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. Yep,
1: absolutely. And uh, I, nobody knows this, Twam. I'm going to – wrap this up with my uh you know predictions if Rodgers goes. Nobody knows if Justin Fields is gonna be good for the Bears. I just think that if you have Aaron Rodgers not on the Green Bay Packers, I gotta take a little leap of faith here with a little a, a hot take. So I think that without an Aaron Rodgers in division or even with Aaron Rodgers in division, I like
0: where this is going.
1: Justin Fields will well oh. more specifically for this purpose of the segment Justin Fields, or I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers isn't on the Green Bay Packers. Justin Fields will lead the Bears to the NFC North title. Let's I think go. Their defense is too good, and I think that they'll finally get the quarterback play they need. You mentioned Alan Robinson resigning. <laughs> that is going to help them out massively, and I think that's going to help out Justin Fields a lot. I think he brings a completely different dynamic to the quarterback position that Chicago has never seen. This is either going to be a hit with Justin Fields or it's going to be a flop. I don't. Same thing with the Colts and their chances this season. I don't think there's any middle ground. I think that Justin Fields is either going to be a great quarterback and he's going to lead the Bears to, the, to a NFC North title and some prosperous years down the road for the Bears, or he's going to flop completely and they're going to have to get back to the drawing board and everybody is fired. It's one or the other. And I think Justin Fields, regardless of the Rodgers situation, will be the week one starter. But without Rodgers there, the division's wide open. Why not the Bears? They won it a couple years ago when Rodgers and McCarthy, they had their last season together, uh, and it did not go too well. Bears, they make the playoffs. They won the division. I think we could see more of the same here out of Chicago. They still have that great defense. I have them at number one. That, you know, shuffles it a little bit more for me. Vikings will be too because I think Kirk Cousins will give you just good enough quarterback play to give you a couple more wins, maybe get a wild card. Uh, as far as the third-place team goes, Packers are going to be in that position if they don't have Aaron Rodgers and they have Jordan Love. I just – I think they have too good of a roster that's not including the quarterback – but the quarterback's going to lose them a lot of games. Definitely is going to lose them a lot of games. So I have them three. And Lions don't switch in my position for last place. I just don't think they have a good roster. I, I love Dan Campbell's energy. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a solid dude. I think he's a great personality, great energy. But I think he might be just a little too much when it comes to some sort of seriousness of the name for the Lions. The Lions they, you know, they have been a joke, and obviously first press conferences aren't going to reveal everything, but in some cases, they do. I mean, look at Adam Gase. That didn't look too well. I know Dan Campbell, it's completely different energy. It's positive vibes, not negative vibes like you did had with Gase, but biting kneecaps off.
0: Yeah, sometimes Ooh. it could be like a case of trying to do too much. It's
1: going to be biting him in the ass because – his first impression to his players might not have been the best one they probably thought this guy was a crackhead out of his mind <laughs> so maybe the players will and hopefully for his sake and i think they will the players will grow to love him and say hey this is an intense guy who goes out he, he if he he if he really could he would throw the pads on
0: and be out there oh well, yeah he, he's, he's, built, he's a
1: former player
0: too yeah dan Campbell's built. End. he looks like you know if you were to if you were to do a tier uh, or a hierarchy of NFL mm-hmm. coaches who could still probably, you know, play a few downs a game. He Dan jacked. Campbell would be, you know, in the upper echelon of that. I mean, he looks Guy's like he, jacked. yeah, he looks, he looks like, he looks like he's way ready way. to just to, to play right now. Like he mm-hmm. really, he really, he really looks like he could be a linebacker. He's just built out of his mind. Um, and you're former right, tight uh, end, so yeah, former he, tight end, and we'll we'll see how it, how it goes. It's definitely an interesting situation to see play out. But Justin Fields, to go back to him real quick, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's battling two, just two gigantic curses going against him. You have the Ohio state curse where no Ohio state quarterback has come to the NFL and produced at any kind of level. Mm -hmm. You know, Dwayne Haskins, the most recent example, Cardell Jones, I don't think ever started a game. He's just been a, you know, a backup bouncing around from place to place. Terrell Pryor became a wide receiver. I mean, he had a few good games starting for the Raiders, uh, but he, you know, at the end of the day, he had to go to wide receiver. Uh, J.T. Barrett didn't he become a wide receiver, (laughs) or was that? I,
1: I well, I think he was a a backup in a couple. Was the one that went to
0: the Texans when we talked about this last time too, and he slipped our mind.
1: But regardless, yeah. Besides the point, the the fact that
0: we're talking about an Ohio State quarterback, and he was then a receiver. It, it's just it, – it furthers the point that they mm-hmm. just come to the NFL and not succeeded. And I do think that's – you found the name? Yeah, JT Barrett it was – It was JT Barrett. Uh,
1: yeah, JT Barrett. Well, to, Terrell Pryor is the one that turned into a receiver. JT yeah. Barrett is uh, – he, he's still a quarterback, but he's been a uh, practice squad and off season member only.
0: There's oh okay. A so, bunch
1: on Wikipedia there's a bunch of you know <laughs> denotation marks next to his name. He's <laughs> never made a roster. So right.
0: So again, and the fact that we just that whole point just furthered it some more like never made a roster, you know. I do think it was a ridiculous thing. I don't think that ever should have been held against Justin Fields as to why he might not succeed. Because then you open this wormhole. All right, so for every quarterback, are we gonna, you know, keep in mind what what other quarterbacks at that school how the, how they fared? Is Trevor Lawrence gonna be good because Deshaun Watson was good? Is Zach Wilson gonna just you know could be a complete bust because no other BYU quarterback has come in and done well like that? That it opens that whole can of worms. What good Texas Tech quarterbacks were there before Patrick Mahomes? What good, you know, Cal quarterbacks were there before. I, I, you see where I'm getting with this. Like, yeah. it just opens this whole thing. So I don't think that ever should have been something to, to hold against him. No. But for the sake of of discussion, you know damn well we'll be bringing it up. But that's only half. That's already a daunting thing that has to go against Justin Fields. But it's only half of the story. The other half is the pristine history of quarterbacks for the Chicago Bears, where. Jim McMahon has been their best, and he honestly
1: and that, that, that's it though There's he was good
0: even- he was never elite he was never for him to be your best quarterback i mean that's saying a lot they're one of the few franchises to have never had a four thousand yard passer um thats says that's all you need to say hmm. that's that's really all that needs to be said so they've never
1: had the the guy they've never had the quarterback, even the jets had the guy it's been fifty years, but even they had a, a Top five quarterback, you know, like an all-time Hall of Fame quarterback. Bears never had that guy.
0: Never. Yeah. It's just you know there's a lot stacked against him, and then on top of that, you have Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy as well. So it's going to be interesting. I'm pulling for him. I really want to see Justin Field succeed because I do Mm -hmm. think he's got a unique skill set that can you know be utilized in this NFL as long. And he's one of those guys where I hate if it flops because I don't think it's all on him. And a lot of times it gets lost. It's all so situations. many times. Yeah. So many times with these young quarterbacks, you know, you could tell right off the bat how their career is going to go. If you get put into a shitty situation, I mean, you're already, you. <laughs> if you can't see Chris's, you know, displaying his jet shirt and, you know, Sam Darnold would love to have a word regarding, you know, shitty situations. but him with
1: talent. I mean, look at – I know Patrick Mahomes probably would have been a great quarterback wherever he went, but look at the team he inherited.
0: Yeah, and before you, you continue, know? it's such a dangerous, like, discussion because you know how ruthless NFL fans and Chiefs fans have now become. Mm-hmm. When you make that argument, it's not saying Mahomes would not succeed anywhere. He's too much of a freak. Yeah. Like, too much – of just an absurd quarterback. We see the talent, all right? No one's knocking the talent. But, you know, just for the the sake of objectivity if you're a Chiefs fan, can you at least acknowledge the fact that Patrick Mahomes was placed into quarterback heaven? Let's start with the wide receivers. I mean, I know you don't other like Tyreek Hill was still coming along when when Mahomes was there, but you had that kind of receiver, one of the fastest of all time. And then you had a bunch of other sprinters at wide receiver, you know, Sammy Watkins, Nicole Arman just got drafted. I don't think, I don't, I'm pretty sure he wasn't drafted yet. But
1: Travis Kelsey.
0: But Travis Kelsey, I mean, one of the best tight ends. He's getting to that point where we can acknowledge that Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends of all time. Great offensive line. And then to, you know, put the icing on the cake, Andy Reid is the guy calling the shots for you. Mm-hmm. One of the great offensive minds of the era. So yeah,
1: he was placed in a great, but the point I think that needs to be made that, he would have – it, it, it enabled him to play the best possible version of football he could have played because he had great talent around him. And that gives you the confidence if you play that well to keep playing that well even if you don't have that talent around you because it's so instrumental to start out amazing as a rookie quarterback because if you start out as a, as a stud, likely, more likely than not, you're going to continue to be a stud. And he came out firing as an MVP, 50 touchdowns. And it's hard to, you know, regress from that. You know what I mean? So even if he does have less talent around him at a certain point in his career, he's still Patrick Mahomes and he still has, because of that first season, he'll always think of himself and everybody else will always think of him as, you know, being able to do it. He can do it. You know what I mean? He, you need that confidence as a rookie and, having that better team gave him the confidence he needed to perform,
0: I think no, absolutely. and you know what what Mahomes we were seeing, you know obviously insane talent, all the talent in the world, and like you and I both said, we b- fully believe he would be very good everywhere else, but you know this this version of Mahomes that we're seeing, obviously this is you know a super example because it is Mahomes we're talking about but it's still relevant. I mean, what we're seeing with Mahomes is a quarterback, a very talented quarterback with that reaching their fullest potential. Like this is Mahomes to the max. Like if you went somewhere else, we probably would have seen him very good. Will we have seen, you know, the 50 touchdown MVP? Maybe not, but, you know, because he might not have been in as good a position or situation. But the fact that he got the situation as well, just heightened all the gr- amazing traits that he had. And you're getting this out of him. And, you know, mm. just for the sake of, you know, getting my my sad boy tears out, just imagine, like, Andrew Luck being placed in a situation like this. Like, he he didn't have, like, a good situation until, you know, the year before he retired. And, look, yeah. he had one of the best years of his career. So, you know, he's just, you know, not to make this an Andrew Luck thing, but, you know, it's very rare where you'll get quarterbacks like that come out where they'll just he, – what he was doing, you know, on those – terrible rosters is probably what Mahomes would be doing. Like, he, you know, that yeah. talent, the talent is, is very similar. But what you're seeing with Mahomes, again, is, you know, a guy getting to their fullest potential. You know, I don't really think Andrew Luck reached his fullest potential until, until Frank Wright got there. I mean, he did have one 40-touchdown freak season during the, the bad era, uh, years before he got injured. But, you know, he, that was the story of his career. You know, the team failed him. And that's what happened, and you know that's what you that's that that situation is what teams have to you know try not to echo. And yeah, I think, absolutely, yeah. I think, I, yeah. Go ahead
1: and to just relate this and bring this full circle back to Justin Fields, somebody like him. It's, it means a lot having that supporting cast, and I think that you know. In his case, I think he has a bit of a supporting cast to help him out here. I think Yeah, you does. already have
0: the true number one with Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. which does wonders. If you So let me just give you some fantasy advice. Bang the door on Allen Robinson because he continues to produce and I think it's only gonna go up even more this year. Cause if you got mm-hmm. a rookie, you know where this rookie's going 70% of the time. You know where every third down ball is going. But yeah, you're right. You know, get that support system in place. And have your rookie start going on a roll. Mm. You don't want their rookie season to define their career. You just don't want that. Especially with, especially when you traded up for him
1: mm-hmm.
0: with a high first round. Not a high first round pick, but, you know, top half of the first there. round. definitely, yeah.
1: yeah, top 10 pick. He was, what, number 10, number 11? So that's still uh, a very, you know, yeah, I think high he was, pick. Yeah,
0: I think he was the 11th pick.
1: So, you know, close to a top 10 pick there. I huh. mean – that's worth you. You, you traded a lot to get them, and this is going to make or break the Chicago Bears as far as their franchise is either going to help them and you know spring them forward to years and maybe a decade plus of success, or it's going to set them back dramatically and everybody gets fired. Ryan Pace gets fired. Matt Nagy gets fired. That whole staff gets. Everybody gets fired. They're cleaning house they're kicking ass cleaning house get out of here pack your bags you're done so yeah and you know a- they're
0: already on you know alert with the mitch trubisky miss and whiff mm. um it's this so next rare move, you're allowed
1: two chances they're allowed to a second chance yeah this this
0: move for justin herbert uh justin fields my apologies they wish it was justin herbert yeah well we'll we'll you know what? We'll we'll have a Justin Herbert segment in a few when we get to segments. We'll get on Justin Herbert because absolutely that is a guy who needs to be discussed. But, uh, but to get but back, they with
1: they with you know this is their second chance.
0: Yeah, when they took Justin Fields, a, as you said, I mean it extended their line probably two more years at the very least, or at the very but, most.
1: At very they're probably most, not going to get
0: canned after this year unless it's just
1: unless absolutely it's a disaster. Disastrous. If Justin Fields goes out there and throws four picks a game and he's horrible
0: and just looks lost. They're done. Yeah, you're done, Matt Nagy. Justin Fields might not be done. They might try to just get a different guy in there for him, but he'll certainly be done. But, you know, you have the the Mitch Trubisky whiff. You know, it certainly hurts that Patrick Mahomes was in that draft as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, our boy Deshaun Watson, not our boy.
0: Murky waters with that. But, uh, yeah, you have that whiff, and then this. I mean, it wasn't like they ha- were picking at 11th and Justin Fields magically fell to them. He technically yeah. did fall to them because he was available there, but you just traded a bunch to get him. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't franchise breaking because, you know, it was a second a fourth, I believe. And their next f- year's first, if they have a solid season next year, if they make the playoffs, that's in the 20s. You'll yeah. t- you You'll know, The package they gave up, you'd be very comfortable giving up if you knew the guy you got was a franchise quarterback. But if he doesn't pan out, I mean that's another move that just sets you back. If then you it's, it, if it's, it's, it's a top pick next year, which Giants fans are praying for, I mean that's that that's rough and it's going to be brutal. Yeah. So this is back to back quarterback selections for them. Where, I mean, this could be two moves in a span of what four years, where it could just set them back ten.
1: Yep, it's it's trauma. It's make or break. But. Yeah. To, you know, we we did the NFC North, you know, partly for a reason, and that is because Aaron Rodgers. We can't not talk the NFL without talking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we we he alluded to, to him
0: a little, but we got to expand upon his situation. So, give us give us some knowledge.
1: Yeah, he refuses to show up to minicamp. Here, as uh, the Packers started their mandatory mini camp on Tuesday, he was a no show, but it was expected. I feel like everybody expected him not to show up this past weekend, though. Packers president Mark Murphy said he's dividing the fan base with his absence in mini camp or his expected absence, which became a legitimate absence here in this mini camp. This rift is not getting
0: better anytime soon. I, I mean, think that do they want it to get better? Like I is the president wrong? No. He's actually very correct on it probably. But it's not something you go out on, and say. You don't go out and say it. You don't say it. If you want to repair the relationship, you know how Aaron Rodgers is also, mm-hmm. don't make it public because you really think he's going to want to come back when you're publicly basically bashing him? It's not going to get better. It's only a matter of when. Not if anymore. At I'm this not gonna, point, it's a matter of when.
1: I'm not going to lie. I feel like they fully expect him not to show up, and Aaron Rodgers is going to start the season. And Aaron Rodgers is, or sorry, Jordan Love is going to start the season. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have, you know, two choices here. He either shows up or three, I should say. He retires or he sits out the year. But if he retires, it's very easy in the NFL to unretire. It, 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 it could just happen like that. So you could see. Three different scenarios. I ultimately think – I don't think he retires. I think he sits out. I think he sits out this year, and the Packers will try to trade him in March and get the best deal they can for him. And, you know, if you if they were going to move him, they should have done it before the draft. You know, they should have oh, just – that
0: would have been money.
1: They should have just got as many assets as they possibly could. They should have done it on the now, night
0: of the draft. Because teams would have been scrambling, not expecting him to be available, and they would have gotten a team to bite at an even higher rate because they've lost all the leverage. People know he doesn't want to go back. They get the leverage
1: back, though, when they – because in March, it will be easier to move Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sure even sitting out a season – teams will still be lining out the door for somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Teams will be lined up. Right now, there's only two fits for Aaron Rodgers. There's only two teams that he would be willing to go to and two teams the Packers, quite honestly, be willing to deal him to. Maybe three. Throw the Dolphins in there, but I think there are maybe. And that's the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. So those are the only two that really make sort of some sort of sense. At, by the end of next season – you might have 10 teams that could give you a great deal. You'll have, you might have more to acquire from a bidding war. So- let, me,
0: let me throw something at you that would honestly kill me. This would kill me. I don't, let's see if you could pick up where I'm putting down. This, I, when I say this, I don't want this to happen. In fact, it would be worse than Julio going to the Titans. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a fun scenario, especially in the depth of the NA, NFL offseason. And I think it would make sense. Let's say Deshaun Watson is cleared. You know, charges are dropped, he's cleared to play NFL football. That's two elite quarterbacks that don't want to play for their respective teams. Is it out? Is it the most outrageous thing to imagine? A straight up swap of Deshaun Watson for Aaron Rodgers. Do I want that to happen? Absolutely not. Does Aaron Rodgers even want to go to the Texans? Probably not. But I'm sure that could be something potentially on the table in this mystical world that I just created.
1: I don't think either player would want to go to either team. I think that's the I think you have a case where the Texans they don't have a Super Bowl ready roster for Aaron Rodgers and they won't And he win. has no trade anyway. Actually.
0: It's up to Deshaun pretty much where he's gonna go.
1: And I, I don't think Deshaun wants I and I think we have a case too with both teams that you could make an argument that both teams don't even want both players. I, I the, uh, for sure the Texans no longer want the Sean Watson after I all. I think of this. they're
0: ready to move on.
1: And I think secretly, deep down, Packers don't want Aaron Rodgers anymore. That's the whole reason they got they drafted Jordan Love. This was supposed to be a one year transition to Jordan Love, and then you heard it on uh, you know the Aaron Rodgers interview with Kenny Main in Sports Center a couple weeks back. He threw a wrench in the plans, winning an MVP. The plan was, I'm I'm guessing, was to go to Jordan Love after one year. They saw some slippage that year they went to their first of the two NFC Championship games. How you see any sort of slippage go on a back-to-back NFC Championship games? Beyond me. Packers mismanaged this whole situation. We know that. We've talked about that. But, you know, I think the Packers all along, you know, have not wanted Aaron Rodgers. They almost wish he would not show up to camp, and I think they're going to get their wish. I do.
0: They're more about it being the Green Bay Packers, Mm. not the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They don't want their and you know, I mean it's understood. I I get that, but when you have this unique talent, once in a generation of talent, you can't flub it the way they have. But again, it'll be players
1: you have to make concessions for, and I think a top five, if not you know, Best quarterback or most talented quarterback of all time. I think that's somebody you make a concession for. You know, that's just me though.
0: No, yeah, I, I mean they've. We, we it's again it's something you could talk for hours on. Especially yeah. Packers fans like they have royally screwed this up, and I just can't wait till the move happens. I wonder where he'll go. I mean, when a quarterback of that status is on the move potentially. It's just something to watch out for, and you might be right. They might just hold on to him, call a bluff, and see what happens. But you know that will wrap up our NFL NFC North Aaron Rodgers edition episode. Um, the episodes keep churning out, my people. They keep churning. We're here to stay. Both of us being back, it's awesome. I did have fun last week by myself, but come on now, the ship does not go without I both it last you guys week, here, dude. I so, I was.
1: I was typing Very in glad dumb. I was typing in dumb info, and she was just like, <laughs> I was doing the work. I did. I did. You know, I enjoy my job, but you know, anytime you work overtime and you have a yeah, podcast then you, then you that start you'd rather to dread be it. doing, it's it's but definitely. It's definitely you know, definitely it awesome. missed
0: last week. Yeah, you were greatly missed. It is hard to go on forty-five minutes by yourself, but we're back. We're both here. That won't happen often. I'm sure a few more times it could happen. I mean, you know, you know life life happens. All right, stuff happens. It, it's just the nature of it. But we'll try to you know push out every week, whether it is a solo if it must be. You know, again, we'll try not to make that we'll a recurring have thing
1: each week. But no yeah, what, each week
0: something me. will happen. And you know, currently, I mean, I've been. You guys can't see because you know you can only listen. Uh, I've been looking behind my back the entire night because the Mets are on. Uh, they're winning 14 to 1. I'm just wondering Jeez. where the hell this was last night when I drove. I mean, I was a passenger. I didn't drive, but I was part of a three and a half hour car drive to get to Baltimore. And then, you know, close to three hours to get back. Where the hell was this? But, you know, a win is a win. And I'm happy. I will turn on the Islanders game. What's the score of the Islanders game?
1: Islanders are up 4 to 2. Oh, what period? Third period, 10 minutes left.
0: Okay, yeah. So I'm going to hop on to that electricity. Uh, Again, all the listeners, we love you, keep being you, and we'll catch you again next week. Peace!